the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We're embracing our call to faithfulness, and we're looking at Numbers 12 to do it next. Embracing your call to faithfulness. Here in Numbers chapter 12, verses 4 through 8, we have a unique story of someone, a couple of folks, who decided to rail against Moses, God's servant, not simply a prophet. There's a lesson to be learned in all of this as we learn to embrace the call to faithfulness, and we would invite you to do so from the well, a Christian community here in Livermore, California. Join us here in Numbers 12, verses 4 through 8, as our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman, brings us today's broadcast of Times of Refreshing. God, he'll keep you. He observes you. While you're sleeping, he's hovering over you. He's observing you. He's watching there's nowhere, nowhere that you can go from his, from his presence and from his sight. Nowhere. The Bible says if you went to the depths of hell, he could see you right there. There he is. If you went to the highest height, he's there. He's everywhere. And he's observing you. Thank God he's watching over and observing you. I love this. He's preserving you. And the Bible says he's hiding you. He's hiding you. Well, this comes to people that are faithful to God. If you're faithful, the Bible says that he'll preserve you. God wants to do this in our life. This is a blessing of faithfulness. This is the thing I'm looking at. Lord, how can I become more faithful in my life towards you? Stuff, and it doesn't mean that you're perfect in life, but it does mean that I'm faithful. David was not perfect, but he had a heart towards God that was bent towards God, and it just attracted God. His heart was right towards God. From the inside out, his heart, we saw his passion towards God. This is what we want. And what did God do? God preserved David. He kept him. In the midst of his hiccups and his hangups, God, he preserved him. He kept him. And when Saul tried to kill him, he couldn't kill him. When all the Philistines tried to kill him, they couldn't kill him. And to think about, now think about this, saints. Think about this. David was faithful. They couldn't kill him. But think about the battles that he, that he endured, that he faced. We're not talking about somebody just talking about him at work. I'm going through a trial. They talking about me. Somebody said, well, who cares, man? People are going to talk about all kinds of stuff. That's why I tell you, listen, y'all, man, I, I, since I was 13 years old, I've had people say, man, you too small, you too fast, you too this, you too hair. You need to grow some hair. You need to let some hair go. You need to do this. You know. I don't be tripping off what people have to say. I'm talking about this man. He, listen, saints, he fought a 13-foot giant. He ran from King Saul, who tried to kill him. He's fighting the Philistines. 
He's, he's, I mean, at one point in Ziglag, they came in, took all of his, his, his wives, his family and everything and ran off with his whole family. His own soldiers wanted to stone him and kill him. We're talking about stuff that's real life issues. Where it seemed like he was going to die. But God, he preserved him. It's the same thing for your life, saints. God wants to do it. But what? David was faithful. He was faithful. He was faithful. Go to Proverbs chapter 28. Go to Proverbs 28. God preserves us when we're faithful. Verse 19. In verse 19, it says, He who tills his land will have plenty of bread. But he who follows frivolity will have poverty enough. A faithful man will abound with what? Blessings. But he who hastens to be rich will not go unpunished. And so we see very clearly here once again that faithfulness brings a blessing. It says a person that is faithful will abound with blessings. This is what we want in life. We want God to preserve us. We want God to cause our blessings to abound, to have blessings that just abound in our lives. He will abound with blessing. You will have overflow of blessings if we remain faithful, if we remain consistent in the sight of God. From the inside out, if we remain faithful, the Bible says very clearly right here that we'll abound with blessings. What those blessings look like, I don't know. I don't know what. It doesn't say exactly what the blessing is, but it does tell us very clearly that we will abound with blessings if we're just faithful. We're faithful to God. We choose to be faithful to God. Saints, this becomes a lifestyle. It's the way in which we live our lives. It's the way we continue to go forth and we see God do great things in our life by simply being faithful. Faithfulness is also a perspective. We got to have a perspective on faithfulness. And I want you to see this. 1 Corinthians chapter 4. We have to have the right perspective when it comes to faithfulness. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 1 to 5. Because our faithfulness is twofold. We want to be faithful in the sight of God, but then God is going to show us through the, through the word that there is a place for us understanding our faithfulness to men and what this looks like. So we want to have, ultimately, and we're going to see this here, our faithfulness to God. But then God's going to show us through the scripture how our fa- there is a place for our faithfulness to man that we also have to understand and have balance with it. Somebody say balance. Look at verse 1. It says here, let a man so consider us. This is Apostle Paul. He says, let a man so consider us as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Apostle Paul knew that God had dispensed to him revelation, insight through the scripture. The mysteries of God had been entrusted to him. They had been given to him. They were to be dispensed by him under the inspiration of the Spirit of God, and his job was to be faithful with what God had placed in his hand. What's the same thing with us? God has given you the message of the gospel. He's given us, you know, various things in life. He's given us resources. He's given whatever it is. God has given us, but primarily, the greatest treasure that you have is the revelation of Jesus Christ that you share with others. The gospel. He says in verse 1, Let a man so consider us as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required in stewards that one be found what? Faithful. 
But listen what he says. But with me, it is a very small thing that I should be judged by you or by human court. In fact, I don't even judge myself. For I know nothing against myself, yet I am not justified this by this. Listen what he says. But he who judges is who? The Lord. He who judges me is the Lord. Therefore, judge nothing before the time until the Lord comes, who will both bring to light the hidden things of darkness and reveal the counsel of the what? Hearts. Faithfulness is not just us doing something externally. It is what is going on in our hearts. It is what is going on in our hearts. God's looking at what is going on. Are you faithful? Yeah, you may be going here. You may be doing this. You may be. But are you faithful? This is what God is looking for. Do you have a faithful heart? Do I have a faithful heart? He says, he says of the hearts, he says, then each one prays, he says, will come from God. So this is where it all starts. Ultimately, we have to be faithful to God. And God is going to judge our hearts, not just our actions. He's not just looking at your actions. He's looking at your heart condition. But Apostle Paul, I love this. He said, listen, he said, I don't even I don't even try to. You know, the Bible says that your heart is desperately wicked. Who can know it? A lot of times it's hard for us to really take the scalpel and operate on ourselves. And so the best thing that Apostle Paul said is, I'm just going to take a step back here and and let God just deal with me. He's going to determine who I am and where my, my, my heart is and what's right. And he'll expose that to me because ultimately he's the judge. Amen. And I think this is very important. He said, this is what he does. And and I love this. He says, because there's a possibility is if you could think somebody's heart is right, but their heart really isn't right. You cannot weigh somebody's heart solely based on them completing a task. You can tell your kid to clean up the room and they go in there and clean it up, but it doesn't mean that they had the heart to clean it up and the right attitude in cleaning up and wanted to do it because they just wanted to please their parent and do what was right as a good kid. I don't like this. I got to do this again. My mama on my nerves. I'm tired of moving this stuff around. Oh, my goodness. But that's how we act towards God. God says, okay, could you could you clean this up? Say, well, I know I'm supposed to do it. I'm gonna put down this alcohol. I'm gonna put down these drugs. I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna get rid of Junebug's number. I don't. But I don't want to do it. But I'll do it because I know I'm. Junebug got saved though. That's right. He did get saved, huh? I can't use him. What I say, sweet Jimmy, sweet Sugar Tony. Sugar Tony. Now, we're going to use Sugar Tony for now. But Sugar Tony, I'm just mad because Sugar Tony, I got to give up his number. God don't want me messing with him. I don't know if I'm going to put this one on the radio because this one might be too. Listen, but I'm serious, saints. This is what happens. We do the right thing, but we do it with the wrong heart. But Apostle Paul is clearly here. He says, God will judge and he'll bring to light the hidden things. And for us, we want our hearts to be pure, 
and we want our actions to be pure. We want our heart and our lifestyles to line up because this is the essence of true faithfulness to God. So, but it starts with God. Stop worrying about people judging you and different things like that. It starts with God. But having said that, we have to have balance because there is a place for people seeing our faithfulness. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and let's look at verse 14 on down to 21. Look at this. Verse 14 on down to 21. He says, I do not write these things to shame you, but as my beloved children, I warn you. For though you might have 10,000 instructors in Christ, yet you do not have many fathers. For in Christ Jesus, I have begotten you through the gospel. Therefore, I urge you, Apostle Paul says, imitate me. For this reason, I have sent Timothy to you, who is my beloved and what? Faithful son in the Lord, who will remind you of my ways in Christ as I teach everywhere in church, in every church. Now, some are puffed up as though I were not coming to you, but I will come to you shortly if the Lord wills. And, and I will know not the word of those who are puffed up, but the power. For the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. What do you want? Shall I come to you with a rod or in love? And a spirit of gentleness. I love this because ultimately now we see that there is a place for faithfulness when it comes to people. Ultimately, it's God who will judge. He is the one that we're accountable to and responsible to. Period. Point blank. But there is a healthy place for us understanding the value of being faithful to others. I love this because Apostle Paul testified of Timothy's character and faithfulness towards him he said he was beloved and he was faithful he saw the faithfulness he was around him he saw the the consistency to the point he says i I can't come but i'm gonna send him because i know his character he's been faithful to me he's been faithful and i think it's the same thing we should want to be faithful to people your spouse should know that you are faithful That you don't need an accountability partner following you around all day. That's not faithfulness. Can I have an amen? There's a place for us understanding that, man, I want to prove myself to be faithful to people that God has brought into my life. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's a healthy place. Timothy had done this, and Apostle Paul testified, this man is faithful. He has been faithful. He has been faithful, and it becomes a lifestyle. It's a way in which we live. It's something that we should look for. That, man, if I'm serving in a church, I want to be faithful. I want it from the inside out, I want to be faithful. If I'm working on my job, I want to be faithful. If I am married to somebody, I want to be faithful. If God has blessed me with children, I want to be faithful in raising my kids. If God has given me the opportunity to travel to different parts of the world and represent the kingdom of God, I want to go there and be faithful. Saints, this is what it's all about. A lot of times when we think about Christ, we're just thinking about what he's doing for us. But what are you doing for him? Are you faithful? Am I faithful? This is a lifestyle that God is looking for for all of us to have. From From the inside out, I didn't say, are you perfect? I said, are you faithful? 
God can perfect you if you will be faithful. God will perfect you if you will be faithful. He gives us a revelation of his person. He draws us to himself and blesses us with abundant blessings. He preserves us. He dispenses to us more revelation as we prove ourselves to be faithful to him. Amen? In the last scripture, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1 on down to 4, we're going to end with this. This is key right here. Verse 1 on down to 4. 2 Timothy chapter 2, 1 to 4. People, you want people to be faithful. You want to be faithful to people. But ultimately, we all have to be faithful to God. Because he ultimately will be the judge. Look at verse 1. And we'll end with this. He says, you therefore, my son. This is Timothy. Apostle Paul talking to Timothy. He says, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses, commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. He says, listen, I'm giving you this. Now you take this and don't just give it to anybody. He says, I I want you to give this to faithful men. To faithful men who will be able to teach others also. This is key. I'm giving this to you. Now go and find some faithful people. Find somebody that's faithful. So that they may go and take what I've given you and spread it to someone else. This is the heart of Apostle Paul. It should be our heart. But it should be something when people are looking for faithful people, they should be able to say, that person right there is faithful. Why are they faithful? Not just because they come and they serve in the church or they come and they do this or do that. But man, you watch them over a period of time and you see the faithfulness and the condition of their heart. It just begins to manifest. You can see it. A lot of times you, I, find, I find that I, I listen to people's conversation. And if I hear a lot of, well, you know, well, well I, I, I'm looking to do this and I'm looking for me. You, um, you know, I'm looking to blow up. I'm looking to, God said worldwide. God said, you know, I'm here at the church. I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm here at the church and God sent me here. I'm here to blow up. This is my platform. I'm launching. Pew, I'm gone. God's going to move. He's moving through me. He's going to use me. Powerful. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be amazing. thing I like to say, well, okay, well. Can you take out the trash? Because if you're faithful in a few things, because everybody wants to blow up, but nobody wants to bow down and get humble. He said, give these to faithful men. And I think all of us, there's things that God is speaking to us. And I love it. I think it's, it's awesome. But at the end of the day, are you faithful in a few things? Are you faithful in a few things? God's going to give you the big thing. But are you faithful in the... The little thing. He's going to give us. But are we faithful in the little thing? He says, find faithful people. Then look what he says and why this is important, saints. Look at verse. Look at verse three. He says, you therefore must endure hardships. As a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No one gazed in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life. That he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. You therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No one engaged, look at verse 4, in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of his life that he may please him 
who enlisted him as a soldier. You know, at the end of the day, what kind of soldier are we really? Because our faithfulness will be tested. Apostle Paul is telling Timothy to get faithful men, and then he stops and he says, now listen. He says, you therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. What's he telling them? Your faithfulness is going to be tested. This is a soul, this, this issue of Christianity is not for the faint of heart. It's not for people who, 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 who they want God, but then they don't want God. And they want God and they want to. We have an adversary that we are fighting on a daily basis. And we have to put our stake in the ground and say, I belong to God and to God alone. And I will be faithful to God and to, and to God alone. He comes first in my life. Well, he's telling him that he has to endure hardship as a dear soldier of Jesus Christ. And no one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of his life. Watch this. That he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. When you said yes to Jesus, you just enlisted in a war. And your faithfulness is going to be tested. The devil's going to want you to compromise. He's going to try to get you to backslide. He's going to try to get you to go back to old stinking thinking. He's going to try to get you to go back to living your life the way you are and have a, just a religious facade. But no faithfulness to God. And so, yeah, I come to church and God is good, you know, praise the Lord. But my heart is, is here and my heart is there and my heart is not right. I'm not faithful to God. Well, saying this is what he's looking for because it's a battle. It's a struggle. But at some point in time... Just like with anything, you put your stake in the ground and say, no, that, your marriage, when you get married to somebody, it's not easy. But did you make a commitment? Will you remain faithful? Put your stake in the ground. When God delivered you from drugs, don't go back. Put your stake in the ground. Say, I'm going to be faithful to God. When God bless you and you do have kids and he said, listen, I want you to raise them up in the fear and admonition of the Lord. Use them. Be a blessing in them. I'm putting my stake in the ground. I'm going to be faithful to God. If I'm serving in the church, I want to be faithful. I'm putting my stake in the ground. This is where God has. I want to be faithful to God. Saints, it becomes a lifestyle. And then God says, okay, now I'm going to bless you. And I'm going to preserve you. Because I can trust you. Father, we thank you today. We embrace faithfulness in our lives. We embrace, Lord... The call to being faithful. We embrace it this this afternoon, Lord. It is an awesome call. Timothy embraced it. Paul embraced it. The psalmist embraced it. Moses embraced it. And it caused you to bring revelation into his life of who you were. Father, I just pray this afternoon that as a church and as individuals in this church, that faithfulness would just begin to just spew forth from our mouths and our hearts. We would talk about it in our marriages. We would talk about it with our kids. We talk about it as a church community. We talk about it in the community. Lord, I thank you that sometimes in being faithful to God, you may have to displease some men. But that's okay because you're the ultimate judge. Father, you're the ultimate judge. And I pray, God, that as we get this revelation, 
that, Lord, it would just begin to permeate this church, that faithfulness would just begin to be so in the forefront of our thinking because when it's all said and done, you're not going to ask us about how big things were and how important we became and and how we blew up. You're going to ask us, you're going to say, well done, good and faithful servant. And that's all we want to hear. Lord, in the midst of it, I pray for every person under the sound of my voice, like Moses, that no longer would you would speak to them in dark speeches and things that sometimes can be cloudy. God, as they show themselves to be faithful, God, speak to them face to face. Make your will perfectly known to them and clear that not only would they rejoice, but the people that they come into contact with, that they rejoice. God, today we embrace faithfulness. Help us to be faithful. Thank you for joining us for Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. This program is a production of The Well Christian Community, and we pray this message has blessed you in a special way. If it has, please let us know by contacting us today. You can write to us at The Well Christian Community, 2333 Neeson Drive. We're here in Livermore. The zip code is 94551. You can also contact us by phone at 925-292-7800. That's 925-292-7800. Learn more about us as well as drop us an email at our website, thewellchurch.net. Again, that's thewellchurch.net. On our website, you can also click on the link to access our page on Facebook or search for The Well Christian Community while you're on Facebook. You can also follow Pastor on Twitter with the address at Napoleon Kaufman, all one word. And then we would invite you to join us again next time as we continue our studies in God's Word for times of refreshing. Until then, may Jesus Christ be highly exalted in your life, and may He bring you a peace that passes all understanding.